2: You're listening to Alabama's only union talk radio show, The Valley Labor
1: Report, with Adam Keller and Jacob Morrison.
2: Hello,
3: Tennessee Valley. This is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison, here with my co-host and fellow agitator, live and on location from Anniston, Alabama, Adam Keller. I am broadcasting live online and on the radio from the heart of the Tennessee Valley, the Spice Radio Studio in Huntsville, Alabama. While, like I said, Adam is live and on location in Anniston, Alabama. Going to be talking some more about that. When we interview new flyer workers from across the country about their union campaigns and contract wins, we are also going to be talking about the latest on the UAW issues, uh, Tesla and Toyota news, all that and more on today's program. If you want to be part of the show today, we've got a phone number, and the line is open you can call or text 844-899-TVLR. That is 844-899-8857. You can also leave a voicemail throughout the week and we might respond to it on the next program. If you haven't gotten enough of us by the time that we wrap up here on the radio or if you just want to see what we're up to throughout the week, then you can find us anywhere. You find anything online, in particular on our website, tvlr.fm. You can bookmark that page and subscribe to our newsletter to get new stuff from us in your inbox every week. And consistently, you'll get Last Week in Southern Labor and Boss Watch in your inbox every single week. Uh, You can also find us, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh, and more places at The Valley Labor Report. Just a reminder, your support helps us stay on the air. Our largest single source of funding comes directly from our listeners. So if you want to make a one-time or recurring monthly donation, go to tblr.fm donate. Uh, You can also buy our merch at tvlr.fm slash store or become a patron at patreon.com slash thevalleylaborreport. If you're a member of a union, then please do think about getting your local to sponsor the show. Uh, We could not do it without our union sponsors, and uh, you can reach out to us for more details on that. And I will, uh, I will step in for Adam here and just add a disclaimer that any viewpoints or opinions expressed in this program belong solely to their author and do not necessarily represent any organization or sponsor. We welcome all of our listeners, whether you are on YouTube, Facebook, Unclaimed Mysteries, Internet Radio, WVNN, WZZA, WHIV, or through your favorite podcasting app. We are proud to be part of the Labor Radio Podcast Network and encourage our listeners to check that out. As you all know, we're not media professionals by a long shot, just some diehard unionists who believe that Alabama and the South's labor movement and working class deserve a bigger platform. We're hoping this project can make a difference on that front, and we could not do it without you. We want to thank everybody for tuning in, whether you're a loyal fan or a first-time listener, and appreciate uh, you spending some time with us. So, uh, first up, really quick announcement. The quick announcement is that Next week, beginning on Friday at 9.30 a.m., we are going to be doing a 32-hour live stream, fundraising live stream, beginning, at Friday, uh, beginning on Friday, 9.30 a.m. We're going to stream for 32 hours to raise money for striking workers in the South. Uh, we're going to be raising money for BCTGM members, Bakery Confectionery, uh, Bakery Confectionery, Tobacco Workers and Grain Millers International Union Local 390G. Their members have been on strike in Memphis, Tennessee, at International Flavor uh, Fragrances and Flavors. They produce soy protein that is used in Nestle and Abbott products, among many other many other products. They have been on strike since June because their employer, Amid record profits, record inflation, you know the drill. They came to the table asking for concessions, asking for cuts to their overtime benefits, and asking for the elimination of paid breaks. The elimination of paid breaks. And that's all on top of lackluster wage increases that do not meet inflation, which would mean real wage cuts. And so they've been on strike since June. We want to help support them. Uh, So we're raising money for them. 32-hour live stream. You're going to be able to donate at tvlr.fm slash strike fundraiser. That is tvlr.fm slash strike fundraiser. We are also raising money for the mighty, mighty UAW members on strike at Mack Trucks in Florida. They are on strike UAW members at Mack Trucks because uh Mack has not produced a record contract among its record profits. They are seeking to increase the general wage in uh the general wage raises uh from the last offer and eliminate tiers among other things. So, we are going to be raising money uh for those uh, uh for those two groups of workers who are striking in the South mightily. The Mack Trucks folks have been on strike for a little over a month now. I'm going to be raising money for them. We're going to be bringing on uh, several folks to um, talk to them, uh, hopefully bring their audiences in to also raise money for us. We're going to be talking to folks, including Sam Cedar from The Majority Report. He's confirmed to be joining us on the stream. The folks from Left Reckoning, Matt Leck and David Griscom, going to be joining Kim Kelly. Freelance Labor journalist extraordinaire. Barry Eidlin, a uh labor history uh labor historian, former staffer for the uh United Auto Workers, Boshkar Sankara, president of The Nation magazine, Maximilian Alvarez, editor in chief of the Real News Network, among, of course, many others. Uh we have 32 hours of content to fill. And Reports from the picket line from the UAW and BCTGM. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, set your alarms. Give yourself a uh, set, set uh, set a note in your calendar. Friday, November 10th at nine thirty AM. We will begin a 32 hour live stream. TVLR. FM slash strike fundraiser. Uh, so, so that's going to be happening next week. Looking forward to it. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into Last Week in Southern Labor. Last Week in Southern Labor is a segment that we do every single week where we talk about what workers in the U.S. South and her colonies were up to uh, this week ending on Friday, November the 3rd. In new election filings, we had 1,223 workers at Mancall's Office Cleaning Service in uh, Guanaibo, Puerto Rico filed for a union election with the Service Employees International Union, SEIU Local 1996. Uh, An additional 1,840 more maintenance workers, these with experts in... San Juan, Puerto Rico, also filed for a union election with SEIU Local 1996. That's going to be a big win when SEIU uh, puts those W's up on the board. 11 workers for video marketing company Whiteboard Geeks in Chesterfield, Virginia, filed for a union election with the International Alliance of Theatrical and Stage Employees, IATSE, Local 839, the Animation Guild of IATSE. 41 workers at Wright of Virginia, a traffic control company in Verona, Virginia, filed for a union election with the Laborers International Union of North America, LIUNA, Local 202. 20 workers at Starbucks in Durham, North Carolina, filed for a union election with Starbucks Workers United. 18 workers at Royals Hot Chicken in Louisville, Kentucky, filed for a union election with the United Food and Commercial Workers, UFCW, Local 227. 20 workers at Dr. Pepper Keurig in Knoxville, Tennessee, filed for a union election with the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, Local 519. We had two election withdrawals last week. The General Drivers, Warehousemen, and Helpers, Local Union No. 89, a Teamsters affiliate, withdrew their interest in representing the 46 workers at UPS Centennial Hub in Louisville, Kentucky, after initially showing majority support for the union. And the Teamsters Local 988 withdrew their petition for a union election to represent the 12 staffers at SEIU Texas in Houston, Texas. I tweeted about this yesterday because it seemed fishy to me, uh, withdrawing a petition for a union election for union staff. Uh, you know, typically when something like that happens, you, that is the result of management retaliation. But this story had a much better end. It was. Uh, It was withdrawn because SEIU Texas reached a voluntary recognition agreement with the staffers. So they are now officially represented by the Teamsters Local 988. In election results, we had 20 workers at Starbucks in Farmers Branch, Texas, voting in favor of unionization with Starbucks Workers United, 14 to 2. 17 workers at Rare Bird Coffee Roasters in Falls Church, Virginia, voted in favor of unionization with SEIU's Mid-Atlantic Joint Board, 11 to 4. Four workers at Panelmatic St. Louis in Earth City, Missouri, voted in favor of unionization with the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, IBEW, Local 1, 3 to 1. Uh two hundred and thirteen workers at Phoenix Paper Wycliffe in Wycliffe. Kentucky voted against unionization with United Steelworkers International Union, USW, uh, 57 to 146. That is not a good result. 45 workers at Transdev in Lorton, Virginia, voted in favor of ousting their old union, the Office and Professional Employees International Union, OPEIU, in favor of a new independent union, the Independent Supervisors Union. 20 votes for the independent union. Two votes for OPEIU and one vote for no union at all. When we announced this filing, friend of the show Chris Townsend sent us some background information. And apparently, this is a small unit that really should be part of the Amalgamated Transit Union, which represents hundreds of other TransDev employees. But at the time that these workers wanted to unionize, ATIU didn't want to organize them, so OPEIU did. Uh, But since they are a smaller unit, Transdev would try to pick them off and get the OPEIU unit to accept a concessionary contract and try to force the Amalgamated Transit Union into a similar agreement. And so now OPEIU has been raided multiple times in this shop with backing from company attorneys. And Chris had been able to help OPEIU stave off a raid in the past. Uh, But with Chris out of the picture at ATU, no longer uh, in an official role there, and not having been asked for support, this new independent union won the election, and Chris suspects foul play from the company. A lot of drama for a small unit of workers, but we'll keep y'all updated as we know more. And for everyone else, Chris asked us to send along this message. Don't get decertified. Call Chris Townsend today. (laughs) (laughs) Settlements, grievances, and unfair labor practices, the National Labor Relations Board... Uh, General Counsel is prosecuting DHL for unfair labor practice charges after completing an independent investigation prompted by the Teamsters International Union. The amended complaint includes allegations that DHL has surveilled workers discussing the union off the job site and interfered with efforts by DHL ramp and tug workers to unionize. Despite this interference, the ramp and tug workers voted overwhelmingly in April to join Teamsters Local 100. Other allegations include punishing, and firing workers for engaging in union activity. A trial before a federal administrative law judge is set for November the 7th. The Machinist Union put out a message from their general counsel, Laura Ewan, about a recent Supreme Court ruling on religious accommodations. The uh, message from the general counsel stems from a, uh, or the Supreme Court case stems from a letter carrier who was denied Sundays off Uh, an accommodation that he requested for his religious practices. Previously, under the law, employers were able to deny religious accommodations if they created more than a, quote, de minimis hardship, which is obviously sounds like a low bar. And the Supreme Court in this case ruled unanimously that this bar was too low and that employers will now have to accommodate religious employees unless they could prove an undue hardship. Crucially, as Ewan points out, the court specifically stated that employers and unions did not have to ignore seniority rights when making these accommodations. So this sounds good all around to me. More accommodations for religious employees and more freedom from the job. Uh... Strikes and bargaining updates, first student bus operators who work for Buchanan County Schools in Missouri and represented by the Teamsters Local 955 voted unanimously to ratify their first supplemental agreement. The agreement includes 44% wage increases over three-year life of the contract, employer contributions to a 401k, monthly attendance bonuses, improved safety protections, and the elimination of a two-tier wage scale. 160 members of Teamsters Local 728 in Atlanta, Georgia ratified a new contract with Republic Services that won wage increases, improved paid time off policies, and the recognition of Juneteenth as a paid holiday. The staff of the country's largest union, the National Education Association, has released the results of a strike authorization vote revealing 100% support for a strike if necessary. This comes after the workers, the members of the Association of Field Service Employees, AFSE, have reportedly been working for the National Education Association without a contract since 1 June 2023. Arby's workers in Kansas, Missouri, marched on the the boss and delivered a petition signed by a majority of the workers there calling for better pay, benefits, and working conditions, including a $5 an hour wage increase and paid time off and parental leave. They were were accompanied by Missouri House Representative Eric Woods and others. They have given the company a two-week deadline to respond. The workers are organizing with the Missouri Workers' Center. And Memphis Soy Protein Production Workers with BCTGM Local 390G have been on strike since June. Uh, And like I said, next week we're going to be doing a 32-hour live stream to raise money for them. Uh, the UAW has a tentative agreement at each of the big three automakers with huge gains, including a 25% general wage increase over the life of the contract, ending tears, bringing back cola, and getting Stellantis to reopen a closed plant. Uh, that's what I call a job creator, folks. And that was the union, not the company. There's a lot more, but this is big news uh, that is already having ramifications across the country and the industry, including right now here in Alabama, where non-union Toyota announced immediate raises of 9.2% and a cut in the progression from eight years to four years, immediately after the UAW announced their contracts. These are big improvements, and non-union workers who want to get the rest of the gains that UAW members saw should unionize. 4,000 UAW Members at Mack Trucks continue their strike, and Shangri as do Shangri-La dispensary workers with UFCW Local 655 in Columbia, Missouri, and Three Brothers Coffee workers with UFCW Local 1995 in Nashville. In policy, politics, and legislation, the Teamsters International Union has invited all declared presidential candidates to attend a town hall with rank-and-file members. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it will be televised. After Alabama kicked 22,000 people off of Medicaid in June, they kicked off another 28,000 in July, new data shows. Atmore News publisher and co-owner Sherry Digman and Don Fletcher A reporter at the outlet outlet, were arrested last week for allegedly printing grand jury secrets stemming from an Escambia County District Attorney's Office investigation into federal COVID-19 funds that were possibly improperly paid to seven former Escambia County School System employees. Jimmy Williams, General President of the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, released a statement on Twitter regarding the situation in Gaza and Israel, saying, in part, a conflict of this magnitude cannot be fixed by bombs and bullets. The IUPAT is proud to join the labor movement across the globe in calling for an immediate end to hostilities and de-escalation of tensions across the region. International paper will permanently close its container board mill in Orange, Texas. It will also permanently end production at two of its pulp machines, the number 20 machine in Regalwood, North Carolina, and the number 4 machine in Pensacola, Florida. This will reduce production by 1.2 million tons annually and will result in 900 United Steelworkers jobs being lost. In internal union affairs, Olympia, Washington-based Thurston Lewis Mason Central Labor Council voted unanimously to pass a resolution stating that the Labor Council, quote, opposes in principle any union involvement in the production or transportation of weapons destined for Israel and encouraged the national AFL-CIO to, quote, publicly support and end an immediate ceasefire and equal rights for Palestinians and Israelis. The national AFL-CIO rebuked the council and sent a note to all principal and secondary officers of state federations and labor councils pointing to the policy that states that only the national federation has the authority to create positions on issues of national or international importance. And uh, that's going to be it for that segment this week. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We're going to go to a break. And when we return, we're going to be talking to a panel of new flyer workers nationwide about union efforts at the the company and their contracts. Stay right here, folks. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report. Benefit Architects has proudly supported union members and union-made products for over 35 years. If you are a federal employee and an AFGE member, you're eligible for hundreds of dollars in money-saving benefits, including group life insurance, dental insurance, and AFLAC insurance. Additionally, if you're a union member but don't work for the federal government, you can still qualify for several of these money-saving policies. So give Tate Cure a call at 256 215 for details and to enroll. Again, that is Tate Heuer at 256-215-6769.
4: In Alabama, more than 200,000 of our friends and family members are living without health care coverage. Often folks can't stay healthy enough even to keep their jobs. We can fix this. It's time for us to find a way to close the health care coverage gap So that people can remain at work.
2: Let's make this a priority. Let's close this gap and cover Alabama. To learn more and how you can help, visit coveralabama.org.
5: The attorneys at Maples, Tucker and Jacobs have stood with the working people of Alabama for over 40 years, providing skilled legal representation for your workplace injury claims. When you are injured on the job, it can be a scary time. The attorneys at Maples, Tucker and Jacobs. Have the experience to guide you through the process to make sure that you and your family are properly taken care of and your rights are protected. If you need help, call the attorneys at Maples Tucker and Jacobs at 855-617-9333 or visit online at www.mtnj.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services provided is greater than the quality of legal services provided by other law firms.
3: Support for the Valley Labor Report comes from the International Federation of Professional and Technical Engineers Union. Learn more by visiting www.ifpte.org. Come build a better future with us today and join
2: IU I'm attorney Tommy Sinyard. When you've been injured and need help, you need a lawyer who's with you. Sinyard Law. You need attorneys always available to take care of you. Sinyard Law. And keep you in the loop. It's your case. You need to know what's happening. Sinyard Law. And never a charge to meet with us to evaluate your case. Sinyard Law. A new firm, but an old name. One that will stay with you every step of the way. Senior Law, the name with proven results.
3: Support for this program is provided by the International Association for Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local Lodge 44 in Decatur, Alabama. Learn more at IAMAW44.org.
5: Come all you poor workers, good news to
0: you. I'll tell how the good old union has come in here to dwell.
3: Labor creates all wealth. All wealth should go to labor. And you are listening to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison. My co host is Adam Keller. We appreciate you listening and appreciate everybody tuning in, including Joe and Mel on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in as always. We have a bunch of people on YouTube, about 30 folks watching and 20 likes. So let's get those numbers up. We have infinite content in the chat. Uh, asking if we talked about the pharmacy walkouts last week. Indeed, indeed we did. Bingo Bango says, Morning from Local 728. Good morning. Vonda, president of the Nashville Labor Council, says, Hello, siblings. Hello. appreciate it infinite content says uh, i can talk to the Surfs and the humanist report uh, to support the stream yeah uh, that would be great uh, i've already been in contact with majority report folks but i don't have i don't really talk to the Surfs or the human or humanist report so yeah uh, would be happy to have them if you can get them on the stream strom two dollar super chat solidarity from south carolina thank you very much um So I mentioned at the top of the show that Adam is live and on location in Anniston, Alabama, and we're going to talk about why that is right now. So New Flyer is a Canadian-based multinational and the largest electric bus manufacturer in North America. They have plants across the United States, including in Minnesota, Kentucky, and right here in Alabama, in Anniston. New Flyer workers have been organizing with the Industrial Department of the Communication Workers of America, IUECWA, and we're excited to have a panel this morning of workers and organizers from this active union campaign. As Alabama's only union talk radio program, we here at the Valley Labor Report strive to uplift the labor movement and working people in the South, and we hope that this interview educates folks not just about this campaign, But about how and why workers are organizing in general, including right here in the South. So, um, Adam, talk to us about uh, what you're what you're doing down there in Anniston and uh, introduce the panel for us.
1: Hey, y'all, uh,
0: it's a pleasure to be here in Aniston, uh, really appreciate the the opportunity to talk with folks from New Flyer across the country and talk with more importantly, workers who are on the move, uh, workers who are organizing. And so I am here in Aniston uh, with Will Hunt, who is a worker here at New Flyer Aniston. Also, I'm here with Genesis, who is an organizer with CWA. Uh, and we'll be speaking a little bit more in a second. Uh, and then Jacob, if you want to, uh, let's go around, uh, maybe, uh, let's see. Brenda, if you want to introduce yourself real quick and then we'll, we'll go to Bob and then Dion and then, uh, Jacob, I think has a question for us.
6: Yep. Hi, my name is Brenda Yates. I work at the Shepherdsville plant. I live in Bargetown.
4: Bob. Hi, my name is Bob. Yeah, my name is Bob Coplinging. I work at uh, New Flyer, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Currently still punched in, so keep it on the down low. <laughs> um, I'll be punching out in about five minutes, but um, just want to let everybody know, uh, I've been with, actually in and out of the union here in the St. Cloud, and I realized just uh, how much how it is to have one. And that's why I entered the unit, back into the unit. Uh, we were able to get back my service time. I did lose a couple years of seniority, but that's cause. So stuff we bargained for. Um, so I didn't lose too much when I left, but, uh, I'm on the board here, did a couple contracts already looking forward to the third one next year, but, uh, it's important that all the facilities get treated equally and, uh, I want Aniston to, for sure, because they are building from scratch, just like we do, and they get the uh, similar benefits and wages because we're building the same million dollar bus. That's kind of where I'm at.
3: All right, thanks for that, Bob.
1: Yeah, Dion, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Dion Knight. I'm at the Jamestown plant up in Jamestown, New York. Uh, fairly new to the union, so hoping everything works out. It's just not an easy job right now.
0: Yeah. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Well, thanks again to everyone for joining this morning. Uh, I'm going to start here in Aniston with a question for Genesis. uh, And we're going to ask, what is a neutrality agreement? And is there one at New Flyer? How does this work? How does this help?
7: <laughs> their ears, their ears, their, their ears. <laughs> Currently, a new neutrality agreement at New Flyer and Anderson. And basically, this agreement um, pretty much is simply an agreement that allows workers to form their union without fear. And all parties involved are neutral throughout the whole process. So workers are able to, you know, form their union without retaliations um, from the employer. So that's that's basically what this neutrality agreement is is for.
0: Awesome. And and something that I wanted to get into, you know, there obviously there's a neutrality agreement here, but we know typically companies often are anti-union, right? We know that a lot of times companies fight union drives really hard. Um, And so I'm curious, you know, I'll start with you, Genesis, and then we can go, you know, around the panel and just why are companies so anti-union like that?
7: Um, Well, we all know um, every employee at non-union jobs, the employer holds all the power. So they are able to come up with the guidelines and the work schedules. They are able to Um, set their own guidelines and um, expectations, including like working hours, wages, um, how the working schedule looks. And it's pretty much not to bash the company or anything, but every worker deserves um, dignity, to be treated with dignity, dignity and respect. And most importantly, to work in a safe work environment, you know, so with these companies, um, workers forming a union, they are allowed to have a voice and they are allowed to have input on these policies that the company comes up with. So every employer don't want to lose that power. They don't want the workers to have a say-so within those policies and those guidelines and whatever else they come up with. They want to have all the decision-making um, to themselves. You know, So that's like the big, I will say that's the main reason why some companies are anti-union and they fight back when workers are trying to form their union because they don't want all the decision-making taken away from them.
3: Uh, Adam, if you don't mind me jumping in here, Genesis, I think that is exactly right. And, and it is, you know, people talk about the money and people, you know, the immediate thing that folks think about is that, you know, uh, companies don't want unions in there because they they're, they're going to have to pay their employees more money, generally speaking. And and you know there's definitely something to that, but there is really a lot of it is just that they do not want their power over the employees to be challenged, their power power to be able to make unilateral decisions um, without consequence and without pushback for and without feedback or or any input from the employees. You know they just like. Being able to do that, and uh, and and you can't do that when your workers are organized, and and uh, you know especially when you uh, when you officially have a union and you have a contract. And so I, I really appreciate you saying that as as an important reason because that is something that 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 non union people especially they don't really think about just how much power their employers have over them and how being part of a union will help. Uh, give them some power and some say on the job. And, you know, in, in this case, like you said at New Flyer, you've got a neutrality agreement. And so the hope is that there's there's not going to be that kind of anti-union campaign at New Flyer. But if and when, you know, management pushes back at other companies, how do you think, you know, how would you respond or how would you encourage people to respond to that kind of, uh, to, to anti-union campaigns?
7: Yeah. So, um, every, everything the company does, it, it doesn't need a response back from the, um, the workers, you know? So my biggest thing is I tell workers find the the most widely and deepest felt issue that everyone, every coworker, you know, is dealing with, you know, and you take that issue and you fight back, you know, with the company, with, with things like that. But like I stated, every react. Every reaction from the company, we don't need to react back towards it. We just need to document and make sure that the company is not doing anything that they don't supposed to be doing with the workers, you know. So that's basically my biggest push with workers is to take the problem that's most widely felt and most deeply felt amongst all your coworkers and kind of use that to come up with some different tactics you can use to push back um, towards the company with
3: um. So, some folks on the Zoom. I, I, I'm interested in in your answers to this question, and, and I'll I'll kick it to uh to Brenda um and anybody else uh, that wants to to jump in can after after she's finished. But Brenda, what are some basic union rights and protections that that you have learned about? Um, that you think it would be helpful for you know your your colleagues, sisters, and brothers in Anniston who are making this decision right now. Uh, what are some basic union rights and protections that that uh, that you've learned about that you? I these folks ought to know
6: we have wine garden rights mm. we have the right to representation you know we don't have to go in front of management fearful of what they're going to say or what they're going to do without having somebody there to witness it and to to have our back that, that is- was that was the main thing you know they they're always pulling somebody in the office for something but once mm. once we started implementing our wine garden rights that kind of slowed down a little bit
3: Yeah. Yeah. And just and just for the audience who doesn't know, you know, a lot of folks who are listening online, y'all probably know what wine garden rights are, but we're also on the radio. So we may have some people that are tuning in to this show for the first time. And just to explain what wine garden rights are, when you are in a unionized facility you have the right under federal law, anytime your supervisor wants to have a meeting with you that you reasonably feel like could lead to your discipline or termination, you have the right to have union representation in that meeting. And that doesn't mean that if you've done something wrong, you're you're not going to be able to be disciplined or, or terminated or anything. But you're going to have somebody there who knows the contract, who knows how you know how management is able to discipline, who knows all of these all of this stuff, and who is able to you know keep management in check, make sure they're not violating the law, make sure they're not violating your contract, and that is a huge peace of mind for workers who are going through uh, you know potential uh, illegitimate retaliation or, um, uh, uh, or, or discipline or termination, stuff like that. Uh, Bob, what, what are your thoughts?
4: So when we have, uh, been union as long as we have in our location, um, through all these years, we've actually got a lot of respect of our, our, uh cell leaders at this point. Where everyone else is going to have growing pains because they're newer. A lot of stuff doesn't even go to grievous process anymore. We just talk it out on the floor,
5: mm.
4: and we use that contract as this is your number one, and we all have to abide right. by it. Most cases, they don't uh, they don't fight that. Uh, Every once in a while, someone above that, someone could be like superintendent, someone above them that doesn't even know what's going on on the floor. We'll be like, well, bring that guy in. We got to get him written up. Right. And then in that case, then, you, know, you go through the process of the investigations or whatever. Um, in most cases, they find out they're wrong, and then we end up winning. And when we win, it's like, it's a big win because we usually get people like uh, personal day, personal time, uh, mm. you know, personal couple hours off. So if they were wrong to say two hours of overtime when they shouldn't have been even on the list, we fight to get back two hours of their life, so two hours of personal time is win. But uh, at this point in St. Cloud, things work out pretty well when we just talk it out on the floor before we even get to the grievance process or whatever.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, Dion, What about you? What What are some basic union rights and protections that that, that you think that folks down in Aniston and fo- folks in Aniston and and folks anywhere who are who are uh, not in a union environment uh, ought to know about?
1: Well, I agree with um, Brenda, Um, the protection of having somebody in meetings with you when they call you in. I've been, when the union started, uh, I called in for smaller things. They had a problem with me working out during my breaks, uh, doing push-ups and things. They said it was a safety issue, but um, I expressed myself during an (laughs) open meeting when I shouldn't, but when they called me in the back, they came with all three bosses, and I kind of felt more attacked. You know, I'm looking, and there's nobody there to have my back in. And I appreciate the fact that now that at least somebody else there to agree with me or disagree with me. But it's nice to have somebody in the room with you when um you're under the gun.
3: Right. Uh, Will, you know, I, I, I know that this is the first, I believe, this is the first public announcement of – the union campaign at Aniston uh, at, at New Flyer in Aniston but um y'all have been working inside of the plant for weeks maybe months now i'm i'm not totally sure educating people about this kind of stuff how do you do you do you feel like this information that that you know all all of your uh you know coworkers at New Flyer across the country are talking about do you feel like this information has kind of uh you know uh, reached a lot of your coworkers down in Aniston.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we we've been trying really hard to make sure that everyone's as educated as possible in the plant. Um, we just wanted to dispel any fear people would have, so we've been trying really hard to make sure everyone knows rights, what you can and can't do, everything. So. Mm the polls down there for it is all really good now people are really really supportive of all of it because of that that's
3: great that's great to hear and 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 you know we're, we're talking about we're talking about union and for those just tuning in on the radio you're listening to the Valley Labor report we've got a panel of new flyer workers nationwide including new flyer workers who are forming a union in Aniston Alabama right now talking about the uh, the unionization process and and collective bargaining and, and contracts and stuff like that and talking about that you know people think that the union the union is like a third party and so in this case they would think that the IUE CWA, is a separate entity that is coming in and you're going to you know you're going to vote the union in and it's this th- this, th- this third party that's going to do stuff on your behalf but we know as union members and as union organizers that this is this is not really the case <laughs> that that workers are organizing themselves and workers are the union and and staying engaged is important to 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 Forming and maintaining a strong and fighting union. You know, uh Bob, can you talk to us about the importance of that?
1: You may be muted, Bob.
3: Is Bob <laughs> muted? I, I think he's so. muted. Bob, I think you're talking and you are muted.
2: There we go. I think we're starting to hear you there.
4: Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um because I was was he driving? What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the question
3: was was that you know uh you know we're talking about union representation and a lot of people think that that the union is is like the third party it's like a third party that comes in and does stuff for the workers um and and you know we know that you know the workers are the union and that the workers are organizing themselves and and that uh having workers engaged is important in the process of of creating and maintaining a real kind of fighting union and uh, I was wondering if you could talk to us about you know the importance of of that the the importance of of the members of the workers being the union
4: yeah it's kind of like that, that picture you see where there's like one fish and that's the boss and then you have like a couple of small fish that are getting yelled at but then when they all come together and they make one giant fish the whole school of fish you mm-hmm. have the power in in that moment through numbers and mm-hmm. so arguing with your boss just one-on-one isn't going to get you anywhere but if you got 50 people behind you he's more apt to listen and listen to them. And, and that's when you kind of say, Hey, this is against the contract. What are you doing, man? Um, I tell everyone a lot of times, you know, you, you have to be unified, even if you have differences in those moments, or you ain't going to get anywhere. Mm. Um, and believe me, the cost the, the, the boss will remember every moment that you're not unified and try to make that happen again, he'll try to corner you and that's why it's important to have everyone at at a, at a at one text message away when you do like a
5: uh,
4: a movement where everyone just comes and gathers all at once in front of the production office. Hey, you just wrong, Jimmy. We're here to make sure that you guys you know do it right and 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 make him full again. Uh, and when they see all the sheer numbers in front of the production office, and they're like, Oh, wow, we really messed up. Uh, it's not. It's not like a membership at the gym. You have to. Uh, you have to put in the effort and work out. You mm-hmm. don't just pay, and get buff. It don't work that way. You have to put in the effort. And so I tell a lot of people, you got to put in the effort. If it's even just being one of the mobilizers to tell everyone what's going on, uh, if it's coming to the union meetings and being informed, that's all important stuff you need to do. It's like once a month come in you hear what's going on with the union dudes you hear what's going on with our local you hear what's mm. going on with our uh, our bosses um, but you've got to get involved you can't just sit on the outside on the outside on the outskirts and think you're going to get all the information because you're not
3: yeah yeah, that is my least favorite part about working out uh, is that you have to do it. But uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy uh, the the metaphorical working out of uh, union participation a lot more. And you know, Brenda, y'all just formed your union over there in uh, Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Can you talk to us about you know the uh, about how important it was to show solidarity uh, during the unionization process and and being active? Oh
6: yeah we we've had some we've had some uh, really gung ho anti all the way mm. so it's been it's been a battle it's been a real battle but you know the the more that we speak to people and the more that we get the truth out there of what the union is actually there for mm. then more people are understanding that hey you know th- this is this is for me this is to help me not just them not just them but you know it's all of us it's everybody and mm. it it definitely it takes a lot of participation to get people motivated it really does
3: yes absolutely uh, uh Dion what about y'all you you know y'all uh, um recently formed your union up in uh uh Jamestown is my understanding uh how, how important was was you know that that solidarity during the during the organization process?
1: Um, it turned out to be very important. Um, in the beginning, we had a lot of people that were afraid and they didn't want to go against the status. But um, the more some of the, the few that were pushing for the union, the more they pushed against us, the people on the outside were able to see, hey, um, the, the the bosses aren't really on up and up. They're really not our friends. You know, we need to hmm. come together. Like I said, that they, they kind of did us a favor. The more they pushed, the more they revealed themselves, and it made other people come together. Once we come together, they stop pushing. They stopped mm. pushing, and the union was able to be formed. Um, the fight still goes on, but uh, like I said, being um, stand together, it, it, it helps a lot. It is it's a it's a must.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're talking about the uh, talking about union campaigns and during, you know, during union campaigns, a lot of times there is uh, uh, there's there's some amount of, of misinformation that comes from the uh, that comes from an anti-union perspective. Uh, you know, Will, can you talk to us about some common misinformation that companies will use uh, to deceive workers and try to get them to, you know, vote against
2: becoming a union? Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of misinformation that um, we've been getting specifically in Aniston is targeted directly at pay uh, dues. You know, we've heard, well, quarter year pay every week's going to dues. We've heard 10%. We've heard a 50% quarter of, of year your annually. pay. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. We, we have heard absurd things. <laughs> um, we've heard that, hey, every dime you give, you know, we're, we're in Aniston, Alabama. People are bringing politics into it. It's, it's a lot of misconceptions. Um, they're just really trying to hit where, uh, people around here would be most concerned. So definitely the money in the politics is what we've been hearing a lot here in Aniston. Um, yeah, so just it's yeah. been mainly the money.
3: Yeah, well, uh, so I want to talk, we're, we're going to talk about, I'll, I'll ask some more of the panel about uh, s- some other misinformation, but but since you brought up those two things, you know, Genesis, I wonder if you could go ahead and talk about, you know, as, as the union staff, can you uh, talk to us about union dues and, and what they go for? You know, we heard there, Will said that there are some folks that think that a quarter of your salary is going to go to dues. That is, that, I mean... I, Is that true, Genesis? Is that how much y'all's dues are?
7: (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, So, yes, with union dues, first and foremost, um, union dues are two and a quarter, which is like one point three percent of a typical full time worker um, salary, which is Mm. monthly. Um, And pretty much those dues do not come out. They do not. Let me repeat. They do not come out your paycheck until you have a contract that you approve with your employee and that you have voted on. Mm. So union dues do not start until you have a contract. And um, let's just say you have a 40 hour work work week and I make $20. So on a monthly schedule, that's probably like $45 coming out my paycheck a month. And mm. weekly, that's around like $11 or something. I mean, I spend that on McDonald's throughout the week, you know. So,
6: mm-hmm.
7: of course, not. union dues, um, they it's not going to be thousands of dollars. Like I just stated, making $20, I'm paying $45 a month for my union dues. Mm. And like I stated, you do not pay union dues until you have a contract that you approve with your employee. And some of those union dues, um, majority of those union dues go into... A wide variety of things, such as programs and activities um, that you do within your local. Um, they also go towards negotiating contracts. Um, they pay the wages of people like me, staff, and um, union leaders, of course, to do the organizing work with you guys. Um, also, it goes towards legal re- re- representation, um, you know, having somebody in there to fight for you. Um, but most importantly, Majority of these dues go back into your local. Mm. So your local majority of those dues go back into the local.
3: Right, right. Well, now, but Genesis, I think that you that you left out one thing, which is the uh, the billion dollar checks that you're writing to Joe Biden from union dues.
7: Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So politics. <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 really against the law for union dues to be used for politics. I mean, if we're talking about politics within your local union, then of course, you know, if mm. you want to support somebody that's running for a steward position or something, by all right. means, you can. But union dues do not go towards politics, such as like the president or, you know, outsiders that are running. So most definitely that is not true. You don't pay thousands of dollars of union dues and they are not supported for politics.
3: Wow. That is, that is bonkers. Uh, cause that's, that's what I hear all the time is that union dues, uh, that, that we're just writing billion dollar checks to, to Joe Biden personally, himself. Um, but, but now I'm hearing, <laughs> now I'm hearing that that's not true and that actually that's against the law. So I'll, I'll, uh, uh, and that's, <laughs> That is that is actually the facts is that it is against the law for union dues to be uh, uh, to go towards um, politics. And now unions do have PACs. They have political action committees that are separate kind of entities that you can donate to voluntarily separate from your dues if you want to. But that's not a condition of membership. uh, And uh, and it's totally voluntary. So. So, yeah, your dues do not go to politics. That's a big old, big old fat lie. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, what are some other misinformation, um, uh, that, that, that companies will talk about, uh, to try to dissuade people from voting, uh, to unionize, um, Deanna, do you have any, any other, any other things that you, that you've heard commonly?
1: Um, no, they, uh, when we got started, they didn't really give out too much misinformation. Uh, I think, the our most information wasn't from the company. It was from people that didn't want to unionize, mm-hmm. uh, that had been in unions before, um, their, their experiences, their bad experiences, and they shared those. And some of them stay found the followers, but, um, uh, yeah, not so much from the company, but from others that just don't want to be part of a union. They've been the biggest hindrance for us,
3: Brenda. What What about in uh, Shepherdsville?
6: Yeah, it's basically the same. A lot of mm-hmm. ours has been about politics and about the money. And then, of course, you know, you have older employees. that are like, "Well, you know, I've been in a union, and they didn't do nothing for me." And I'm and I look at them, I'm like, "Yeah, but this is our union. We're going to make it what mm-hmm. we want it to be. And if you're a part of it, then you get to you get a say so in." And how you want this one to run? So right. maybe that would make things a little better for you, and that that's turned a lot of people around. But there's still some of them, you know, they're just stuck in their ways. And unions are bad. Doesn't mm. matter. Unions are bad.
3: Yep. Yep. Uh, that that's unfortunately something that that you'll come across uh, across the country, uh, including here in the South. And you know, talking about union dues again, uh, you know, folks think about uh, okay, well, so maybe. Maybe Genesis, okay. I'm not writing thousand dollar checks to the union, and maybe the union is not writing million dollar checks to to Joe Brandon, okay. Uh, but but you're taking a a one percent of my paycheck. That's still that's still less money than I had before the union came in. Um, and and so is is that the case, Genesis? Is there uh, there's no raises or anything like that? Uh, uh, talk to us about the union difference.
7: Yeah, so pretty much um, that would be the case, you know, if, of course, you're not a, a unionized job, but um, most companies are either unionized or not unionized. And that determines on um, how the company, you know, create policies and working conditions. And I will honestly say with a unionized workplace, um, you are able, workers are able to have a voice and a say-so within those policies. So they sit down with the company to create these guidelines and these um, policies together, but in a non-unionized factory, there's no say-so from workers. Whatever the company write, whatever the company comes up with, that's that that's what it's going to be. And the workers don't have a voice to say anything. And the company is allowed to make changes throughout the year to that policy. Um, and, you know, and that that's what a lot of workers are faced with. Um, companies are just, you know, targeting certain people with certain things, showing favoritism and things of that sort. And that's why workers fight to form a union to have a voice to stop things like that and stop the company from having so much power to make policies and guidelines that better fit them as an employer instead of helping the employees have a better work life, a better work environment, um, better pay, better benefits, whatever the case may be that the workers are fighting for. So that's pretty much like the biggest union difference um mm. with employers b- rather you're non-union or unionized um like i stated non-union there's no say so unionized you have a right to sit with the, with the big dogs and make those guidelines and those policies and whatever you want to you know negotiate to put in your contract you're able to have that voice to do that being at a unionized workplace
3: right and and in particular you know when folks are thinking about dues Union contracts are going to typically almost always come with with rather large pay raises. Union workers make on average yes. 14 to 20% more than non-union uh, uh the non-union workers and that doesn't even count all of the other benefits, you know, the in, improved healthcare plans, retirement plans, time off, all of that just in wages, 10 to 14% more. And so that alone, you're getting 10 times back just in wages typically. 10 times back uh uh compared to what so, what you pay in dues and and just to kind of illustrate that you know Brenda um y'all recently won a raise over in shepherdsville can you talk to us about that
6: um yeah every year that i've been there i've been there 4 years every year they have given out a cost of living assessment raise you know the cola mm. well once we started our contract then all of a sudden that well, we never gave out cost of living raises. Mm. We've just done wage assessments. That's all we've done. So the company tried to backpedal and say, "No, y'all aren't y'all aren't getting that. We we don't give those out." Mm. But yet it seemed awful funny that everybody in the cell got their raises because they weren't union eligible. So mm. therefore, they gave them a raise. So yeah, we fought from uh, July third until. We just got our back pay last week on our last paycheck.
3: Wow. Explain that a little bit more. You got back pay for, uh, explain that a little bit more.
6: Yeah, they gave us a 3.5% raise, which is what everybody at every New Flower facility that I I believe got back in July. Mm. And we didn't get it. Because they said, well, y'all y'all are in bargaining, so we can't change anything. Mm. We can't do anything because of our neutrality agreement. Well, that right there was a breaking in the neutrality agreement because everybody gets that raise. Mm. We've gotten it for the last four years that I've worked there. Building's only been open for five. So they they held off on us, and we got the lawyers, and they started fighting it.
3: That is awesome being able to get back pay that, that y'all were owed uh because you know you were discriminated against for um yes. uh for for being in, uh, for being a, a union facility when everybody else got this raise and so that's a that you know that that's that's a pretty big deal. Bob, what about over in in Minnesota? Uh what what kind of uh wage increases have y'all been able to see see since unionization? Wow. Well, uh
4: since unionization, I mean typically I've been there see 18 years. On average, we got guaranteed raises every year, anywhere from like two five to 3%, um, and that was pretty much the norm. Uh, this last contract, um, we really stuck it to them. What we've seen was we were one of the lowest performers as far as getting people in the door, and we were losing uh, people left and right that been there for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, we gathered a lot of data when we bargained and said, Hey, look at all these guys that are like leaving and they're starting out at 25 bucks an hour here and there. Um, so we gave them that, we looked at the, the the high inflation and we kind of just throw it all in front of them. And then we also said on top of that, we have a 98% willing to go on strike and we have enough funds to pay these people on day one. So we gathered up our, our locals money for many, many years. And so now we're funded enough where if if it's needed, we have money they have set aside right away to go on strike and pay people up until the national kicks in their funds. That scared Winnipeg enough to basically say, well, we need to do something for recruitment. But then they put all the money on the front for recruitment. And like, wait a minute, these people are still leaving in droves, people, 10, 15, 20-year employees. and. They said, okay, well, let's move a little bit of this money um, for longevity. And we've never had that before. Mm. So now, uh, and this would really be nice if Allison was able to get it, those long-term employees get an extra dollar every five years they work there. So I went from like 2274 before the last contract a year or two years ago. um, I'm making 30 bucks an hour now. And that was from longevity. And that was from just negotiating and, and having that threat of a strike. Um, if you actually look at the union difference, look at UPS and FedEx, right? They're doing the same job, but one's getting crazy wages and benefits. And the other one, they hire contractors for 24 bucks an hour. Yeah. Uh, that shows a lot right there. If, if you all are in it together and, and, and build your union up and, and have that little fun on the side, your money will help out in the long run, especially when you want to go on strike. It's a good weapon yeah. to have.
3: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, um, Adam, are you you think we're good to go ahead and and get to this portion about how to sign a union card? Or is there something else that you wanted to make sure we got to?
0: No, I, I think this would be a great time to, you know, we've talked a little bit about the campaigns and, and some of the things that you deal with in the process of a campaign. But uh let's just acknowledge the most important thing is someone actually asked to say yes right Mm. uh and so yeah i wanted to just give a chance for genesis and will to kind of go over what what would it look like if you are one of these workers and you want to say yes and you want to see a union in your facility how do you actually do that so i'm gonna give them a chance to demonstrate
7: Hey, Jameson, right, so, I'm great. So the time has came, and it's time to sign your union call. Are you ready? Sure am. Okay, the first thing you're going to do is scan this with your phone. Do you have any questions so far?
2: Uh, not so far.
7: Okay. Let's open it up.
3: All right, so they've got if this piece will. of paper over there with a QR code right now that Will is yes. scanning.
2: Uh, What's coming up, Will? So right here, I'm getting uh, the digital card to fill out its first name, last name, all the information, cell, job title, everything. So,
7: and it's very important to fill out every piece of information that we're asking for. So you will fill out all that. And as well as if you're at work, I just seen you had problems connecting. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can also do this outside of work. So at home, you can have this QR code. You can print it out, um, keep it in your wallet, um, flop it out if you want to, you know, sign another coworker up. But you can also do this um, at home or at a restaurant, wherever you meet your friends, whatever the case may be. But you will will fill out all this information and you will submit. You got to make sure you submit it. And you should receive an email authorization saying that you filled it out. And that's how you correctly do it. If you never received that email, that means something went wrong in the process of you filling it out. Okay. So you always want to just double back with an organizer or the coworker that you went through to sign up your union card and make sure that everything went through. So that's pretty much it. Awesome. How are you feeling?
2: I've been waiting a long time to do this.
7: That's great. That's Awesome.
2: So Will has has
0: Will completed it? Will is completing his official membership here uh and so that's a pretty exciting thing I think to to have on the Valley Labor Report to have someone actually sign their card live on the air uh right here in Alabama. Congratulations. Uh, so um there we go. Uh we've got a new member here in Anniston, Alabama. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah brothers.
3: Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Will, congratulations on signing your authorization card. Um, And look forward to many, 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 many more people at New Flyer and Aniston signing those
0: authorization cards.
2: Definitely looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jacob, did you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, or, or did you want me to go ahead and, and kind of wrap things up this morning?
3: Yeah, you can All go right, ahead. So, and, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to thank each of you for your time this morning and more importantly, for your organizing work to improve the lives of your fellow workers. I'm really proud that I've gotten to know some folks here in Aniston, uh this summer working on the campaign with Jobs to Move America. Uh, I, like Jacob, I'm looking forward to your continued success. You know, I know those of you on this panel don't necessarily know me i'm i'm a father i'm a husband i'm a southerner born and bred and i'm a union man through and through and i've spent the last decade trying to build the labor movement here in alabama because i know the power we have as everyday working people when we come together and unite around our common interests i know the advocacy the benefits and the protections of a union can make our lives better You know, we all want to be treated with respect. We all want to be compensated fairly so we can provide for our families. We all want to come home safely and spend time with our families. We all want to take care of our health and we all want to retire with dignity. We all want a voice on the job where we spend so much of our time. And when there are issues on the job, we all want folks to have our backs. So that's why I know When the new Flyer Aniston workers join together, you can and will win this union. You can and will win a strong contract. You can and will improve your lives and ultimately the lives of your families and community. So I'm wishing y'all much success as the campaign unfolds. With love and solidarity, Adam Keller.
3: Adam, thanks for that. Bob, Dion, Brenda, Will, Genesis, thank you for your time on this panel of New Flyer employees talking about New Flyer employees and, C- and uh, Genesis as a CWA staffer, uh, talking about uh, unionization, collective bargaining, contracts, and wrapping it up with a authorization card signing from Will over in Anniston, Alabama. Appreciate everybody's time. We're going to go ahead and head to a break, and we'll be right back wrapping it up.
4: In Alabama, more than 200,000 of our friends and neighbors are living without health care coverage. Often folks can't stay healthy enough to keep their jobs. We need to fix this. Let's close the health care coverage gap. To learn more, visit CoverAlabama.org. Support for this program
3: also comes from the Iron Workers Local 477. So if you are looking for contractors with lower-than-average EMR and TRIR, uh, they tell me that if you need to know what those mean, then you will. Uh, or if you need to supplement a workforce at any level for any amount of time, short or long term, if you need iron workers that come trained and certified at no extra cost, or if you need workers from superintendent down to general laborer,
2: Dot O-R-G. Paid for by the American Federation of Government Employees, AFL-CIO.
3: The Laborers International Union of North America Local 366 is proudly recruiting North Alabama workers to work construction and nuclear plant maintenance. If you're interested, please contact Donna at their training center to start the process. That phone number is 256-415-746. Again, that phone number is 256-415-7452. No experience is needed. Free training is offered, but you must be able to pass a background check and a drug test. Local hiring that grows our community with good-paying jobs that have benefits is their mission. Live better. Work union. Local 366. Feel the power. Support for this program also comes from the Mid-South Council of
2: Retail, Wholesale, and Department Store Union. Learn more at rwdsu.info. I'm Attorney Tommy Senyard. When you've been injured and need help, you need a lawyer who's with you. Senyard Law. You need attorneys always available to take care of you. Senured law. And keep you in the loop. It's your case. You need to know what's happening. Senured law. And never a charge to meet with us to evaluate your case. Senured law. A new firm, but an old name. One that will stay with you every step of the way. Senured law. The name with proven results.
0: As labor union members, we face our share of challenges in the workplace. But today, I want to talk about a different kind of challenge, the climate crisis. We've all seen the fury of Mother Nature, the storms that can turn lives upside down in an instant. That's why Hometown Action is launching our Climate Protection Project. We're heading out to 10 rural communities, listening to local folks, and taking action with them to protect communities impacted by climate disasters. And we need you, our union brothers and sisters, to join us. Together, we'll make a difference. Our strength on the job is undeniable, and now it's time to put that strength to work for the planet. Let's protect our communities, our families, and our future. Visit hometownaction.org today and sign up to volunteer for the Climate Protection Campus.
3: only union talk radio show. This is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison, uh, broadcasting from the Spice Radio Studio in Huntsville, Alabama. We just wrapped up a panel of new flyer workers from across the country uh, talking about unions, their union campaigns, collective bargaining, and their contracts. Really appreciated their time. We had a lot of conversation in the chat Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in we've got about 40 people watching us on youtube now and only 26 likes let's hit the like button subscribe to the channel if you haven't already uh on youtube redness says thank you valley labor from the teamsters for a democratic union convention in chicago very cool that we've got listeners up there Jared says, good morning from Local 27 IFPTE, the union representing NASA employees in Huntsville. Appreciate that. William Pig says, local 1853 UAW GM in the house, Spring Hill Manufacturing, Tennessee. Glad to have you tuning in. Will says from 1853, uh, something about unions that are important uh, uh, when we were talking about um you know s- some union rights that often go underappreciated will mention that, that reiterated that employers are not allowed to make unilateral changes without input from the workers. That's really good. He also mentioned that unions promote good leadership even within the company. And this is a, this is a good point because supervisors who can work well with union workers promote a happier and less confrontational work environment. And that is absolutely true. So, uh, that, that's a good, um, uh, that, that's a good point. Will, uh, continues. They forgotten how, uh, the lead men and women that threats, uh, that, that threats are not necessary if you give a, if you've got good leaders and unions promote leaders, even within the company. So that's, uh, that's great on the dues question free American 2020 said my boss never cared how much money I gave to charity that I hunted, that I had a boat. That's a good, um, that's really, uh, uh, That's a good contribution there, talking about, you know, bosses are always saying, oh, you'll spend so much in dues if you have a union, but they're never concerned about how much money you donate to your church or how much money you spend on hunting, all that kind of stuff. Um, so really appreciate that uh local iron poppy says on youtube joining or forming a union is the most patriotic thing to support the united states of america especially at this point in our history uh agree with that eric williams uh talking about the misinformation says that that sounds like aerojet Rocketdyne in huntsville alabama you y'all will remember our reporting on that campaign uh ended in a loss for the union unfortunately um... And Eric was one of the employees leading the campaign. So we appreciate that. Uh, notary says, oh, crap. QR codes for organizing. Man, it's been a minute. Notary may be an uh, older fellow, uh, not used to not used to QR codes for organizing. But indeed, unions have con- g- come a long way. Uh, R Longhorn says, go, Will. We support new flyer workers. Indeed. Absolutely. Uh, really happy about that. Jared, uh, president of local IFPTE, says congratulations on signing your union card. Uh, Will uh, talks about union due. I'm UAWGM and our dues are a pittance compared to what we get from them and to illustrate that he said my insurance premium are paid by the company uh, and last year for a single person that was $15,000 a year that is 15 times higher than my union dues for that entire year that paid insurance premiums was negotiated by my union not because my company gives a flying crap about me or the membership Uh, and that is uh, that's absolutely the case Um, L U local 6645 gm thank you for tuning in l u Really appreciate it. Had also some good conversation on the fa- in the Facebook chat. Oh, I was just about to mention that. Yeah. yeah, Hayden says, good morning, everybody, especially to our new and future union siblings at New Flyer. Indeed. Este says, union does make sure uh, workers' voices are heard. Yep, yep, yep. That's really important. Mel says, reiterates that the dues money comes back tenfold in wages and benefits. I think probably it's more than that, actually. Um, Greg says, good morning and hello to all my union brothers and sisters. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff. Uh, Greg says, I think the importance of workplace safety has gone largely ignored. Organized labor has been the reason for industrial investments in workplace safety. And that's another uh, really important thing that we have talked about. Uh, But you can never talk about too much that union workplaces are significantly and measurably safer, measurably safer than non-union workplaces. Less fatalities, less injuries, really good stuff. So Appreciate all of those contributions in the chat um we will wrap up with boss watch boss watch is a segment that we do every single week where we talk about what bosses were up to in the U.S South and her colonies over in Texas the U.S Department of Labor's wage and hour division found Allendale lawn and landscape Incorporated violated the Fair Labor Standards Act by failing to pay 35 workers time and a half of the regular rate of pay for hours over 40 in a work week the division also discovered the employer deducted a full hour of lunch every day, even though workers routinely only took a 45-minute lunch break. In addition, the division found the employer violated record-keeping provisions of federal labor law. After the investigation, the Department of Labor recovered $57,000 in stolen wages and $57,000 in liquidated damages to 35 workers, 10 of whom have yet to be located for payment. Workers who may be owed back wages for this or any other case can get more information at the Wage and Hour Division's Workers-Owed Wages website. Over in Georgia, federal workplace safety investigators have determined a construction contractor could have prevented a 34-year-old steel worker from suffering fatal injuries after a 60-foot fall at a Hyundai electric car plant in Ellabel by following legally required safety procedures. A U.S. Department of Labor, Occupational Safety and Health Administration investigation into the April 2023 incident found that workers employed by Eastern Constructors Incorporated had been guiding an I-beam in place atop the plant's paint building when the fall occurred. One worker, walking along the top of the building's upper frame, lost his balance and fell, resulting in the sharp edge of the structure cutting his safety line. Despite efforts of emergency personnel who arrived soon after, the worker died at the scene. OSHA determined that Eastern Constructors Incorporated failed to ensure workers were provided fall arrest equipment that was appropriate for the work conditions and capable of resisting sharp edges which exposed employees to fall hazards. The company he also per- exposed employees to fall hazards by not taking worn and damaged fall arrest systems out of service. OSHA cited Eastern Constructors Incorporated for one willful and one serious violation and proposed $160,000 in penalties. For the company's plain plain indifference and willful violation, the agency has placed Eastern Constructors in OSHA's severe violator enforcement program. This is in part because since 2016, Eastern Constructors Incorporated has been inspected in response to four other worker fatalities This company is killing about one person a year, almost. These inspections resulted in serious and willful violations for hazards related to steel erection, including fall protection. Eastern Constructors has 15 business days from receipt of these citations to comply, request an informal conference with OSHA, or contest the findings. Over in Florida... The U.S. Department of Labor has entered into a conciliation agreement with a global distributor of inventory solutions for aerospace original equipment manufacturers to resolve allegations of hiring discrimination affecting more than 100 black and white job applicants at a Doral work site. The agreement follows a routine compliance review by the Department's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs that found from October, From August 23, 2016 to August 23, 2018, KLX Incorporated allegedly discriminated against 113 black and 16 white applicants for Material Handler 1 positions. The agency determined the actions violated executive orders, which forbids federal contractors from discriminating in employment. To resolve the allegations, Boeing Distribution Services, which acquired KLX in October of 2018 and did not own KLX during the timeframe reviewed, entered into an early resolution conciliation agreement in which the employer will pay $400,000 in back wages and interest to the effective job applicants, ensure its selection process, personnel practices, and hiring policies are free from discrimination, and make certain its record-keeping methods meet legal requirements. Boeing will also offer jobs to 11 black and white affected applicants as positions become available. Uh, and we have several dishonorable mentions this month, and remember, for everything that we talk about during Boss Watch, these are only instances in which the bosses have been caught, and we can obviously imagine that uh, bosses are not caught a significant portion of the time, because for them to be caught, somebody would have to go to the authorities. And report them, generally speaking, and the people who would be most likely to know about the law breaking by employers are the employees who rightfully fear retaliation much of the time. So, in Dishonorable Mentions, the U.S. Department of Labor's Wage and Hour Division investigators found the owner of a Madison, Tennessee Subway restaurant kept a portion of the employees earned credit card tips illegally. Investigators also learned that Jay and Krupa Incorporated, which owned the Subway franchise, employed two minor-aged employees but failed to have records that verified their birth dates. The division recovered $16,000 in back wages and liquidated damages for 24. Workers, Kentucky Furniture Manufacturer National Office Furniture Incorporated has entered into an agreement with the U.S. Department of Labor in which the employer will pay $132,000 in back wages and interest to 201 applicants for product assembly positions to resolve alleged hiring discrimination at its Danville location. U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division investigators found that the operator of four Louisville, Kentucky coffee shops permitted two managers to take a portion of server's tips. The Department of Labor recovered $72,000 for 34 workers. On August 9th of 2023, the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration finished an investigation that found Braden Roofing willfully exposed employees to fall hazards by allowing them to work on a 10-foot high roof without fall protection at a Jacksonville work site. The agency also cited the company with a serious violation for not making sure that ladder rails extended above the roof's upper landing surface. The agency proposed penalties of $72,000. The U.S. Department of Labor announced last week that its Mine Safety and Health Administration completed impact inspections at nine mines in seven states in September of 2023, issuing 123 violations. Of the 123 violations identified by MSHA in September, 17 were evaluated as serious and significant. So that is going to be it for the show today. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Just a reminder, we've got a whole second half of the program where we're going to go another hour and a half. We're going to be talking about what happened with the UAW, the latest updates on the UAW situation. And then after we finish those updates, we're going to have a conservative radio host join us, Michael Yaffe. Those of you who are listening on WVNN will recognize him. He is going to come to us and explain why it is bad actually that uaw members at big three locations across the country and non-union toyota workers right here in alabama got a wage increase among other benefits with these contract negotiations i'm sure he will have very very convincing arguments and may turn me into an anti-union activist so if you want to see that conversation find us on youtube and facebook the valley labor report and we'll be talking to michael yaffe here soon um We have uh, Labor Notes want to mention that they do a series of online trainings every single month. LaborNotes.org slash events is where you can find what they've got going on. Assertive Grievance Handling. They have a workshop on assertive grievance handling on November 15th. Um, That is really good. What to do when your union breaks your heart is going to be on November 7th. Like I said, you can find out more at labornotes.org/events. Alabama Arise is going to have a people's town hall on Tuesday, November 14th, from 5:30 to 7 p.m. at the downtown Huntsville library. The Southern Workers School is going to ha- uh, is going to take place on November 10th and t- 10th to 12th, hosted by the Southern Workers Assembly in Charlotte, North Carolina. Check out our interview last week to learn more about that. The Green Party of Madison County is going to hold its November meeting on the evening of November 8th at the North Huntsville Public Library. Adam will be the guest speaker to talk about labor and the environment. Today, Saturday, November 4th, the Huntsville chapter of Citizens Climate Lobby will host a watch party at the South Huntsville Public Library. From 11 to 4, folks will be tuning in to the fall virtual conference called Grassroots Rising leveling up in the climate fight. Alabama's going to be on America's Workforce Radio on Tuesday. Check that out. And don't forget our weekly series, Shop Talk, airing online Thursday mornings. With that, like I said, we've got a great overtime lined up for you. Find us online, Facebook, YouTube, The Valley Labor Report. If you don't find us online, we'll see you next week.